0: It might not be time to worry about the Boston Bruins after they've lost four of their past five games, but they could certainly use a bit of a boost, whether in the return of Jake DeBrusque and or a trade. Let's talk about the latest loss to the Washington Capitals and more on today's episode of Locked on Boston Bruins. You're locked on Bruins, your daily podcast on the Boston Bruins. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, Bruins fans, and welcome back to the Locked On Boston Bruins Podcast. I'm your host, Ian McLaren, and this is a daily show where we discuss all things spoke to be. Today is Sunday, February 12th. And I want to thank you so much for making Locked On Bruins your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get podcasts. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more by visiting fanduel.com slash locked on today to get started. Quick reminder, you can find the podcast on Twitter and Instagram at Bruins, And you can find me. My dad jokes and hockey tweets at Ian C. McLaren. All right. After a long break, the Boston Bruins were back in action on Saturday, and things did not go according to plan as they lost their second home game in regulation this season, a 2-1 setback against the Washington Capitals. They were slow to start. Slow to react, hesitant in decision making. That being said, it was the first game in a while, been 10 days since they last hit the ice. Uh, the Capitals seemed sharper, simpler in their plays. And, you know, as the game went on, things got a little bit better. But overall, not the greatest game for the Bruins, who have lost four out of five, fell into a 2 0. Deficit in this one before Nick Foligno pulled them within a goal late in the second period. A big push over the final 40 minutes, but they couldn't get the equalizer. And they're now 22-2-3 and three on home ice, which is still incredibly impressive. Um, one of the big issues that we've seen recently, and especially in yesterday's game, and this is something that dates back to last season. I remember talking about this a lot in the early going last year. Their reluctance to put the puck on net when they have clear opportunities. The Bruins are over passers. You've heard over sharers on social media. The Bruins over passers. Um, and Jim Montgomery noticed it and It's a habit that he wants to curb for the Bruins. He said, you saw a lot of guys come to the middle of the net, and then you pass across the crease instead of trying to just put the puck on net. Michael Scott, Wayne Gretzky, they get it. You miss 100% of the shots you don't take. You need to get into the goalie space instead of giving yourself more net to shoot at. And those are habits they have to reinforce and get back to. Just." get the puck on net it's incredibly simple when you have the opportunity just shoot the bruins 0 for 4 on the power play 0 for 17 stretch now dating back before the all-star break and again same kind of thing moving the puck make quicker decisions not getting the puck on net and um it was very frustrating to watch. Jeremy Swayman got the start for the Bruins. Uh he hadn't played since January 28th. He played pretty well, made some pretty big saves when they were up when the Capitals were up 2-1. Um his game was pretty good, but the Bruins just not getting the offense they needed to break through. Darcy Kemper in net for the Capitals was quite good. And again, they're getting the opposition's best efforts. Washington kind of fighting for their playoff lives at the moment. Uh, But Washington capitalized, whereas the Bruins uh, could not. And that was the story of the game in this one. Uh, Very frustrating, very disappointing. And the Bruins... We'll have a couple days off here before getting back in action on Tuesday against the Dallas Stars. Boston outshot Washington 28-23. Capitals went one for four on the power play, whereas Boston was held off the score sheet with the man advantage. Too many turnovers. Too much reluctance to get the puck on net. Brad Marchand led the way with four shots. Hampus Lindholm had four from the blue line. Nick Felino with three shots and the goal to earn Big Bear of the Night honors in this one. Big picture, though, is it time to be worried about the Boston Bruins? They've now lost four out of their past five, dating back to the pre All Star break. In the Eastern Conference, they're seven points up on. The Carolina Hurricanes, that's in the overall standings as well. But there are a few troubling trends that we're going to look at here after the break. First, this episode is brought to you by our new sponsor here at Locked On, which is FanDuel. Now, FanDuel, we're so excited to be partnering with them. It's the only app you need at your Super Bowl party. America's number one sportsbook. Download FanDuel now so you can bet Super Bowl 57 with a no-sweat first bet. You get up to $3,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. FanDuel lets you bet on everything from the money line to point spreads, who will score a touchdown. Their app is safe, secure. Super easy to use, and best of all, you can get paid your winnings instantly. Join FanDuel today at fanduelcom locked on to claim your no sweat first bet on Super Bowl Fifty Seven. That's fanduelcom locked on. Make every moment more with FanDuel, the official sportsbook partner of the NFL. Boston Bruins still first overall, and still tops when it comes to goals for fewest goals allowed goal differential they're plus 80 new jerseys plus 42 but there's a sense of something's missing the bruins are falling back down to earth they're six three and one over their last 10 which is still a 700 point percentage which is still very good their point percentage overall is 7.98. Let's take a look back at how they've performed since uh, the beginning of 2023, for example. 16 games, they're 11-4-1, and one, a 7.19 point percentage, which is good for fourth overall in the NHL. The New York Rangers, who just recently added Vladimir Tarasenko to the mix, since January 1st, they're 12-2-2, two two, an 8-13 point percentage. New Jersey Devils up there at 781. Edmonton Oilers 767. And our Bruins at 719 in fourth place. Now, for the season, the Bruins have been like I said, excellent offensively, excellent defensively. That's why they have a plus 80 goal differential. They're third in goals four, second in goals four per game overall, and first in fewest goals at 1.94. Where we're starting to see things dip a bit is in that goals four per game since January 1st. In that span, they rank 10th. Sorry, 9th in the NHL, 3.44. The Oilers, Panthers, Hurricanes, Devils, Rangers, Lightning, Kraken, and Flames, all averaging more goals per game than the Bruins since uh January 1st. Goals allowed per game, Boston still fewest in the NHL at 1.94. Big reason for that, the power play, as we all know, has fallen off uh, precipitously. Since January 1st, they have the 22nd most effective power play in the NHL. They are succeeding at a 15.6% rate, uh, which is not good at all. Philadelphia, Columbus, Montreal, right behind them. Those are not teams that you want to be around in any metric this season in the NHL. The penalty kill still cruising at 87.8, but you're seeing that drop off in production, mostly because of the power play, which has been abysmal. So that really needs a boost. Um right now, the ruins power play units kind of fluctuating, but Marchand, Bergeron, Krejci, Pasternak, McAvoy on the first unit, Felino Coyle, Zaka, Lindholm, Hall on the second unit. That second unit could really use a boost. Uh, teams are putting out their best penalty killers against the first unit. They're being shut down at the moment. The second unit uh, could really use a significant boost. And uh, there's a player who could be available. Um, and Jacob Chikrin, who we'll talk about here in a moment. But when you're looking at what is ailing the Boston Bruins, that's a pretty significant significant chunk of why they are struggling. We're going to look here at the fancy stats and see where the Bruins rank. I'm just going to share my screen here and bring up uh natural stat trick, which I always like to reference in terms of looking at fancier stats, not just um, wins, losses, points, but also shot attempt differential. The Bruins, wow, they are really down here at five on five since um, – This is from January 1st to yesterday or through today. Five on five, they have a negative shot attempt differential. So they're struggling at five on five. If you're not getting the power play production, that's going to bite you even more. They're 24th over that span. Shot attempt differential Let's see where the Bruins rank here. We got to scroll all the way down again to 17th. They're getting outshot regularly since the well, it's kind of even 50.46 you can see there. Expected goal differential. That's looking at scoring chances, high danger chances, Carolina Hurricanes, Edmonton Oilers, cruising Right now, the Bruins since January 1st in 16 games at five on five, they're ranked 19th and their expected goals just hovering over 50% or 50.32. High danger chances. They're 52.02% advantage. That's 13th. Now, They're still succeeding five on five despite that dip 10.65. They're getting exceptional goaltending. Their PDO is very high. But again, where we're seeing the difference right now is on the power play. Let's take a look at their shooting percentage on the power play since January 1st. I got to imagine it's one of the lowest. And uh, where are they at here? Shooting percentage, 5-on-5. You see Los Angeles, almost 20%. The Bruins rank, let's see here, 18th with a shooting percentage of 12.28. So just nominally better on the man advantage than they are at 5-on-5. Um, And that's, yeah, that's not going to cut it. So what's ailing the Bruins? The power play needs to be fixed. And Jake DeBrusque has been out of the lineup since January 2nd. You put him on the, the second unit, instant boost of offense for them there. And hopefully they can get him back in the lineup as soon as Tuesday against Dallas. He didn't play yesterday because he missed a flight, wasn't able to practice. And then he was in a no-contact jersey. So perhaps there's something going on there. But to back in the lineup for this road trip would be huge and perhaps a boost in the acquisition front. And we'll talk about the latest in Jacob Chikrin here after the break. I want to thank you so much again for making Locked On Bruins part of your day. Every single day, the podcast is free and available on your favorite podcast app, as well as on YouTube, please do smash that subscribe button so that you never miss a thing. So we're just under three weeks from the NHL trade deadline, and a trade for Jacob Chikrin seems somewhat imminent, as the Arizona Coyotes scratched him last night due to straight-up trade-related reasons. I joked that maybe he was joining the air conditioning repair program at ASU. Maybe we'll see Jake and Abed in the morning. But while the early indications were he could be going to the Los Angeles Kings, it appears as though it's quite possible that Don Sweeney is still in when it comes to Jacob Chikrin. Uh Craig Morgan, who's really plugged in down there, saying a trade isn't imminent per se, but it's possible a trade is done before they're supposed to play Nashville on Monday. What would they be after? I mean, you have to expect they're going to be going after Boston's number one pick. You'd want Fabian Lysel or... Mason Lorai, or both they'd be asking for. You're probably subtracting from the blue line, so Matt Grizzlick or Brandon Carlo. And maybe even a forward as well. So it's going to be quite a haul that they're looking for in return for Jacob Chikrin. Now, he does have a fairly extensive uh, injury record. However, his contract is quite attractive. Let me bring up his uh, cap-friendly page here. And we know that Don Sweeney loves trading for players with some term remaining on their contract. And if you look at Jacob Chikrin, you see that he has two years remaining at 4.6 million cap hit, which is... uh, A steal, really, when he's playing at the best of of his abilities. 36 games played this year, 28 points. He had a career-high 41 points in 56 games back in 2020-2021. 18 goals. And he was a guy that I was pretty high on in the uh, 2016 NHL draft, where he was chosen... um, a couple picks after our boy Charlie McAvoy. Thank goodness the Carolina Hurricanes took Jake Bean. Now $4.6 million contract comparable to Brandon Carlo at 4.1. A bit off of Matt Grizzlick at 3.6875. Uh Chikrin does have. Uh, let me just make sure what uh, what he shoots. So he's a left-hand shot who can play both sides of the ice. He's listed as left defense, right defense. He plays both. So, yeah. Do we want the Bruins to go after a big fish in Chikrin? Do we want them to keep some of the guys they have here, they're contributing, maybe go for some smaller fish in Luke Chen or or Jake McCabe. I don't know, but uh, it's going to be very interesting to see what happens with regards to Jacob chicken and and keep it locked to locked on Boston Bruins. If something happens today, tomorrow, definitely be all over it. All right. That's it for today. Friends. Thank you so much for, joining me for this bonus episode of Locked On Boston Bruins on a Sunday, trying to catch up from being away last week. Uh, Disappointing game against Washington. Hopefully they can come back and put in a better effort in Dallas on Tuesday. Planning to preview that game with Dane Lewis of the Locked On Stars podcast as we bring you all the latest from the Locked On Podcast Network, your favorite team every single day. Enjoy the Super Bowl. Have a good rest of your Sunday. And we'll talk to you soon here on Locked On, Boston Bruins, your team every day.